Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and, and everything in between. So on this week's episode, we have a very special guest, uh, Katie Weaver from the New York Times is here. She was in London for the wedding. And Julie and I had an amazing, fun, long, exciting discussion with her about kind of what it was like being there on the ground during the wedding. She kind of shared a lot of the details about what it was like in terms of being in the crowd and what the, who they responded to and what they were most excited about. Some unexpected takeaways. We talked about the Markle family drama, and I was interested to hear what the sort of the reaction to that was in London. Right. She also found four amazing Megan videos from, I guess, early in her career that we're going to kind of dissect and go over. Josh and I are going to send out the link where you can watch each of them. But that was a lot of fun. So we have a very special guest this week. Uh, she is Meghan Markle herself is here. No, you know, no, this is better than Meghan Markle. Honestly, I can promise you that. Katie Weaver, she is currently a Styles correspondent at the New York Times. She also writes for the New York Times Magazine formerly of GQ, of Gawker. At GQ, you may have read her amazing, amazing, hilarious profiles of The Rock, Gal Gadot. Did I get that right? Gadot, Gadot. Um, Justin Bieber, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B. She run the gamut. Um, and in addition to all of those pieces, uh, at the time, she went to the royal wedding herself. She was a uh, Prince William's date. Kate Kate went out for the night and was like, Katie, you can like have him. Um but no, she she was there on the scene. She wrote an amazing piece for the Times, which we'll link to that you guys should all check out about what it was like being there on the ground and the kind of fanatic crowd fervor that surrounded this wedding. Uh, so we're really excited to talk to her all about the wedding itself. And then we have some really fun sort of Megan vintage gems is how I'm going to tease it to share um, that we're very excited to get into. Right. Insane videos that you've never seen that Katie somehow found <laughs> on the dark corner of the web. Yes. Um, but we're very excited to have her. So let's start with talking about what it was like being in London. You were there. Julie and I were not. So we we're very excited to hear. Uh, we got a good sense, obviously, in your piece. But what was most surprising to you, just that you maybe weren't expecting about what it was like to actually be on the scene there when the caravan came by when all the commotion was going on thank you guys for having me first of all so this is like my dream my number one dream was going to london for the wedding and now being able to talk about it without my boyfriend just wanting to rip his skin off because he's heard <laughs> it so many times is my other dream so both my dreams have been fulfilled one thing that really surprised me was this was actually before i got to windsor so this was in london i did an overnight flight from new york so i landed at like eight in the morning or something. So it was 3 a.m. my body time. And I didn't realize until I was on the plane, oh, I'm not going to be able to check into my hotel for hours after I get there. I'm so tired. So I just in like a daze wandered to Buckingham Palace, which was very close to my hotel and went to the gift shops. And days before the wedding, Megan was already so integrated into tons of merch. There were display cases with her photo on it from the engagement portraits. Um, her monogram with Harry, the famous H&M, like the store, was on, what What did I give you, Josh? The oh, chocolate. yes. Before this podcast, Katie gave me official Harry and Meghan truffles, which I'm going to have laminated and framed. I don't know how you frame truffles, but I'll figure out a way. They're going to be more important than if I ever have a wedding ring, like this will be instead of those. <laughs> So they were on truffles, they were on lemon curd, they were on collective china, a little pill box, expensive porcelain dinnerware, a shot glass that they called a tot glass, which I bought for myself. That's um, like engraved with, I think, an H&M. So it just looks like I bought it at H&M. It's actually not even a nice item. But it was very jarring to me that this is the official merch that's being sold at yep. Buckingham Palace. So it's really like Harry's grandmother is fully capitalizing on Megan, you know, I, presumably months before the wedding. I was just there a couple of days, but this display had obviously been up for a while. And they also still had up the new royal baby display that they, you know, commissioned or whatever before the baby was born. So they didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. So there were these weird stylized drawings of two kids that were obviously meant to be George and Charlotte and then just like a baby of indeterminate gender. It, yeah, it was very strange. And it, this line just said, like, welcome the new royal baby. And 
you know, the exact same stuff, like China and weird towels and things like that. I was surprised by the extent to which everything was already sort of monetized. The number of gift shops was staggering. Like Buckingham Palace alone has, I think, at least three different gift shops that all sell the same stuff, but they're named different things. So one is in the Muse, which is just like the horse area. And so the kind of decor, like the pictures on the walls are a little bit more horse themed and it's in a different location, but everything inside is the same. And while I was in London, I went to the Tower of London and the gift shops there had all the Harry and Meghan stuff. And I went to Kensington Palace and it had all the Harry and Meghan stuff. It was crazy the number of official outlets where you could buy Megan related Megan memorabilia was there any mention of Megan's acting career at all any clue about it in any of the official gift shops at Buckingham Palace so the weirdest officially like sanctioned merchandise I found was in the gift shop of the little chapel at uh, Windsor they sold a book. They had, they had a couple Harry and Meghan books, and one of them was just sort of, you know, a biography of them, and other ones were, like, tips on being a modern princess. So I was even, like, I asked the manager, like, how did, who approves these books and picks them? And she was just like, me. And I said, do you read them all? And she said, no. But in one of these Harry and Meghan books, there was, you know, so that had mentions of her acting career, but there was also a photo of her cuddled up with her first husband and there was a mention of the chef that she was rumored to have possibly been dating when she met Harry and it says you know like there are rumors that they were still dating when Harry and Meghan met and it's like why are you selling this 12 (laughs) feet from where they got married it was Uh, shocking to me but otherwise she wasn't really you know there was no allusion to the acting career anywhere oh my god well I'm also so curious one about what you wore for the actual royal wedding, but two, also what you packed. Were you staying in Windsor? Did you bring like a flask or alcohol? Like what were your provisions? I had essentially no provisions um, except a backup phone battery. So what I wore, I'm still embarrassed to admit this. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get into the wedding or any kind of official event because I didn't have an invite. But I didn't want my clothing to be the only reason I wasn't allowed in if an opportunity (laughs) presented itself. And it's also just generally easier to get people to talk and get access to different areas if you're dressed a little bit nicer. So I specifically looked for a dress that, as I described to Josh, looked kind of like something that I thought Kate Middleton would wear to like a children's hospital. So like a little bit kind of weirder and dowdier than what I would normally wear, but still cute enough that I wouldn't feel like I was totally burning money by buying this dress. Um, So I got, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like red and pink dress with like cuffs and kind of it really does having seen it as a style correspondent here an expert i can say that it does or it looks sort of like something she would wear on one of her royal tours it really does kate it has like a very kind of regal that's i mean that's what i so it's the brand a little is, bohemian even yeah, I was, yeah. It may be a little more fun than kate yeah a little more but fun that's why kate. you know a little we can go wacky at a children's hospital we Katie can Weaver, a little color. more fun than kate yeah, a <laughs> tiny 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 <laughs> bit more fun the brand was Catherine by Catherine Malandrino so it's like the cheap fake version so it's like Mm. Kate might wear the real one and I'm wearing the not a knockoff but the one that I can afford so I wore that and then and it was like sort of chiffon I didn't want to wear heels but I also couldn't wear sneakers with it because that would have ruined the effect of dressing up so I wore just weird boots but the other thing is that I got up at like 5 a.m. to go to this wedding and it was absolutely freezing that morning it turned into a beautiful day but at five in the morning it i think the temperature was in maybe the 40s Mm. at the beginning of the day i started off standing very close to the castle in the shade and i got so cold that i my hands wouldn't stop shaking i was like full body shivers that i just had to get away like for my own health and that was just related to excitement about seeing (laughs) megan though that had nothing to do with the cold i I was so miserable and there were these girls from what's megan's sorority kappa kappa um kappa kappa gamma yes they're definitely kappas and they kept doing this kappa cheer right in front it was and shaking it was horrible so I just had to get away from all that and when I got into the sun still for like 15 minutes maybe my body wouldn't stop shaking and I was like am I gonna have to leave this wedding and go to the hospital but eventually (laughs) everything calmed down (laughs) 
My nervous system recovered and it was time for the wedding. One of the parts of your piece that I was most interested in and I thought was great was kind of like how you could see on the screen when like different people were coming in and people got varying levels of sort of, I think the Beckhams got like a big cheer. What did you notice? Who kind of got the most excitement from the crowd elicited? So the other bad thing about the spot where I started was there weren't any TV screens there. So people standing close to the castle truly couldn't see anything. Then I went out to the long walk, which was nice and sunny, and they had big video screens set up at regular intervals so you could see what was happening. The The Camilla moment was Charles and Camilla arrived and there was a big cheer and a woman in front of me um, just, what did she say? She said, um, boo to Camilla. <laughs> and then I said, oh, I was surprised that she got so many you know, robust cheers. And the woman said, those are for Charlie boy. <laughs> so they, this woman re- at least really liked Prince Charles. One person who got a big reaction, although no one knew who she was, the woman from Suits who wore the kind of cape, vintage, orangish thing. Oh, Janina Gavankar. Yes, her. Yes. Okay, so she got a big reaction just because people liked her outfit. And I remember a man near me yelling, Lady in Red. <laughs> <laughs> So well, she loved her outfit, too, because we actually talked about this last week. She is the one who posted... I think, what was it, like eight different artistic renderings of her dress that like fans had on Instagram. That f- not a story. Yes. Yeah, not a story. Just separate pose. But she looked great. So, you know, if, you're, if I'm wearing an orange cape to the royal wedding, I guess I'm doing eight artistic renderings. Too, yeah. So. so she got a big reaction, but also people were audibly asking, who is that? Right. The person, I think, overall who got the biggest reaction, besides the queen, was Fergie. They ate Fergie up. They were very happy to see Fergie. On TV, it definitely seemed as if she had this kind of insanely long solo procession like down a runway. I guess it wasn't any longer than anyone else's procession, but I think it definitely seemed like intense the way it was. She was walking really fast. Kind of wobbling on her heels. Well, the, the venue to get into Windsor Castle, there is a pretty steep incline. So it was funny to see all these people navigating it in their high heels because it's very easy to do in sneakers. But, you know, you're aware of the incline. Okay, that's the perspective I needed because I didn't understand why she was like toddling so much. I give her a little more credit now. Well, if you think of it, it was originally a defensive structure, so they had to build it on a hill. So now, I mean, I do think it would be easy to defend from like incoming invaders, but it is hard to navigate in stilettos and shiny dress shoes. So Samantha Markle was going to try a last minute attack. (laughs) She She would not have so much ease. Wait, speaking of Samantha... So I was out there, obviously, while they were doing the vows and people were, you know, reacting to the whole thing. And there were lots of ahs and claps. When they got to the part where it was, you know, if anyone knows the reason, why I was like, if Samantha Markle <laughs> shows up at this wedding. And honest, the crowd did laugh at that. Just the kind of little pause after it. There was nervous laughter. Well, one of the things I was going to ask you is it was interesting to me during the telecast. Certainly, you could hear the crowd noise pretty intensely, which makes me think it was super loud. Was it insanely loud? Were people just kind of hooting and hollering during the entire ceremony? Or? It was loud, but I would actually say I described it this way, this way to someone on the day. It was like the quietest loud crowd I've ever heard. Yeah. The thing that I think um, maybe people don't realize is just how close in proximity the crowd was to the actual venue. We were extremely close, and I, to the point that I was like, I'm sure they're hearing this inside. I yeah. can't imagine the walls are that soundproof. Turns out they're not. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you even saw at certain points people in the crowd and the in the actual ceremony looking out as if to reference that they could hear the crowd noise. And I was saying to Josh before we started recording. I'm shocked by how much I enjoyed myself and a little bit embarrassed and a little bit regretful because when I pitched this story, I assumed it was going to be miserable and like it would be raining and it would be so funny to read this bad account of it. And then I went and I was like, guess what? It was the most fun thing I've ever done. (laughs) So... I don't want to embarrass you, but I feel like your Meghan Markle enthusiasm definitely rivals, if not surpasses ours. Um, <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Do you feel like going made you more or less? How did, did it change in any way your feelings about her? I think I care about her the same amount that I did before I went, which is too much. Um, <laughs> not it, enough, I say. <laughs> it, it definitely gave interesting perspective to it. When I read stories about Megan, they're all in Daily Mail. And, you know, the photos are, like, really cropped in close. And so it's really, like, there are two or maybe three characters of Harry's there. Harry, Megan, and me, the reader. And then when you see them in real life, it's like, oh, there are tens of thousands of people here who are just kind of cropped out of all the photos. And it makes it much scarier. And it makes them seem much more remote and unapproachable in a way that 
all the little tabloid stories do not. I think the tabloid stories make them seem really familiar. And then when you go in person, it's like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere near these people. I know we talked about this, but the kind of intense week long soap opera that was the Markle family drama. Was that something that you felt like was on people's minds? Was that I know we talked about the feelings about Thomas Markle, but like how were people sort of was that something that was in the conversation that you felt around the wedding? So one point that I really want to make strongly because it was so interesting to me is people in the UK, as someone who spent over four days there recently, um, they had You're basically so- <laughs> Helen Mirren. <laughs> I am I'm Megan. Yeah. Um, they had so much more sympathy for him than we did in the US. They were much, much, really? much yes, they were much more sympathetic to Thomas Markle. The sense there in the papers and kind of on the street, the people I talked to, was that the palace was not doing enough to protect him and to give him like support for dealing with the press. And I think that's really interesting. I think the reason there was so much sympathy is that maybe the average person uh, in London, if they don't care as much about celebrity news, they might not have as strong a sense of what TMZ is. So I don't think they realize that he's talking to like such a tabloid. Right. I think they think it's just a news website. And actually multiple people I asked about this because I said like, how well do you know TMZ? They said, well, Kanye was just on it. So it's like, oh, this is (laughs) the most legitimate news source. Like stars go on this. (laughs) So they were much more skewed. I think they they just felt bad for Megan and felt bad for Thomas. It wasn't like this guy is ruining our chances at getting Megan into the castle. Oh my God, we got to wrap this wedding up fast, which is... I think how we felt in the U.S. It does feel to me, but correct me if I'm wrong, that it sort of does feel like they're embracing Megan, though. That like in the way that sort of now, especially after the wedding, we are here in terms of this like role she's somehow in after having been in this USA show as of like six months ago. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I asked a couple people about yeah, just how she's being received, and actually multiple people said that the Thomas Markle drama was helpful because it made her a sympathetic, a sympathetic figure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really got people on her side who before were kind of like, oh, you know, this actress waltzing in. And now they're like, oh, I feel bad for her. No one's helping her family. Right. Like she has family drama like all of us do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. This is fascinating. I can't believe how sympathetic to Tom. But they know Samantha's the villain in the story, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they think they do know that Samantha's the villain. We were not here for Samantha. Okay, good. I also don't understand who is still paying Samantha to talk because... No one who I talked to has said, like, I really am dying to hear from Samantha on this. I don't know what the audience is. No one is dying to hear from Samantha on anything anymore, I don't think. And it does sort of feel like at this point, I can predict. It's like you can autofill what she's going to say on any topic that's happening because it's just her opinions have become so predictable about kind of this sort of anti-Megan sentiment. Well, Katie, where did your fascination with Megan begin? Were you just a huge Suits fan? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, <laughs> so my Those don't exist, so. <laughs> I think you're talking about Megan. Megan is a huge Suits fan. Yeah. Um, my fascination with Megan began, I think, just the first time I saw a picture of her and it was a rumor that Harry was dating her and I was like wait Harry's dating a biracial actress I'm 100% all in let's get them to the chapel and it didn't take anything more than that I remember in the beginning and people don't really talk about this maybe it's because now we've seen so many more photos of her but I was really struck by her resemblance to Kate and Pippa I think she actually looks quite a bit like and it's interesting at the beginning I sort of do remember that being at least on like royal correspondents who I follow on Twitter and such. Like, that was sort of a thing. That, like Especially Pippa, I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, like Pippa. And then that sort of faded away a little. Yeah. I'm not really sure why. I guess because in the beginning, we didn't know anything about her, so Pippa was kind of more interesting. Yeah. And now Megan is, much, you know, yeah, why like, would we ever bring up Pippa when we're talking yeah, about exactly. Megan? But that was really all it took. I'm biracial, Megan's biracial, done. Like, mixed people can tell you everyone in the world who's mixed if they're even a little bit famous so. at the end of this we are going to reveal that this was all an interview with megan <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't actually katie weaver that was just a front i was using i feel like the reception like we get these details and obviously we all like g chat them to each other because like we're breathlessly trying to get any information but did, like was there any talk about the reception do you know anyone who in any way was close enough to know what went on in there no so i my plan was to try to just get as close to the reception as i could just to do like a walk by and it's crazy because where they had the reception is not that far from Windsor Castle, but it's completely remote. There are no roads near no it. There's no way to get there unless you are going there. 
So I was just like completely cut off from it. I kind of wish you had done a like, uh, you know, like a caper from like an Olsen twins movie and gotten in a cake or something, you know, like get, <laughs> like scooted into the wedding, like a step, like underneath like a tray or something. Not enough elderflower in the world <laughs> to sneak me into that event. What are your hopes for Megan, what do you feel like you want to see? In I feel the next like year? Megan's done. Like I don't need to hope anything for Megan. <laughs> Megan's hopes for herself were obviously far more ambitious than mine could ever have been for her. She's Re- good. Reframed, I guess. We've been talking. I feel like we all are like. There's a lot of pressure on her. I want to say maybe to like modernize the royal family and like completely upend things. And like I think we all. I don't know. It seems like... I would love to see her get an Instagram feed. Yeah, That's what I hope for her. I want her to get her Instagram back. She's definitely going to get an Instagram back. I think... I mean, maybe even this year. I think in the near future, the royals are... The younger ones are going to split from having these communal Instagram and Twitter feeds into each having their own, especially with the, like importance of communication and Megan's crest. <laughs> like, yeah, she's gearing up to come back and talk right to the people. <laughs> but speaking of my hopes for Megan, the other thing that I thought was very funny during the ceremony was the, you know, there was a prayer, not, I don't think, led by Michael Curry, just saying, you know, that we're praying God to like, you know, shower them with blessings and da da da. And I was like, he's done. He did enough. Like, honestly, stop. <laughs> They're fine. They've had more than a lifetime's worth. I pray for God to shower me with blessings. <laughs> uh, she really, I mean, it's it's insane. We're watching the Lifetime movie, the Academy Award winning, presumably, film, that or Emmy, I guess I should say. Though it should win everything, Pulitzer, whatever. But I felt, it is, I almost feel like it's hard to even state like how crazy her trajectory has been, like from what she was doing just two years ago to now. Well, the other thing that I was saying to you, Josh, is that, in England, people think she was so famous before she started dating Harry. People are shocked to discover that she, she was, was not famous. And like, I would, actress, you know, yeah. yeah, I would say like, no, in the U.S., we know her basically for dating Harry. And they're like, not from Suits? <laughs> no, not from Suits. Suits is globally so much more popular than people realize. It's like one of the, I think since it came out, it's been one of the top 10 most pirated shows like internationally which puts it in league with like game of thrones that is a dark detail it's (laughs) unbelievable how much more famous she is no i was saying people i feel like are acting as if it was like jennifer aniston on friends or something when i see some of the british press write-ups about her like you know famed television actress Meghan markle like no I guess it's like a retroactive thing, too, that now she's so famous that it's hard to remember there was a time she wasn't that level or something. I remember it like it was yesterday because it was yesterday. It just happened. Yeah. And then I guess I'm curious. Maybe we can all answer this, actually. If you, Megan was sitting here, like right now in this other seat, and she said, I'll answer one <gasps> Katie Weaver question. Like you, uh, like, you can ask me one question and she'll answer it totally honestly. She'll, you know, she's not going to do like some sort of manufactured Hollywood style evasion. Like she'll actually just give you the straight up, my take, what would you ask her? What was the conversation that you had with Harry about the Nazi costume? Wow. Ooh. I got chills from you saying that. I've been thinking about this for months. I think I feel that they definitely have talked. I assume you feel the same way. I, They've I definitely think they talked have, about it. but if they haven't, that's also so interesting. That's also very interesting. Her answer to that would be really exciting. That was so good. That was so hard hitting. That was like a Barbara Walter style. Yeah, Bar- Barbara's like, Barbara would have to work up to that for 47 minutes before she would ask that in the last 10, I well, think. This is actually an exercise that I do with myself a lot where I imagine just the most famous people I could possibly interview and the scenario is that I get one question and so I have to ask something that is specific but not so granular that they can get out of it with like a one word answer yes so I have like I do it with Beyonce I think okay what's the one thing I would ask Beyonce this is not it I don't think but right now what I go to is there's there's an interview where she talks about how she's still in Destiny's Child it's from many years ago and she's saying, I think it's become like a famous gift now. Like, you know, no matter what, we'll always be the same girls. I don't think anyone in the group would ever want to go solo. We'll always be the same people still eating Popeye's fried chicken. And she's now vegan. And I just want to be like, what changed? How did the vegan thing Yeah, you're, come you're about? not the girl still eating Popeye's fried chicken. I say, Beyonce, what happened to that girl? It's, it's interesting <laughs> as you're saying this, Beyonce hasn't given, I mean, I guess she doesn't give interviews anymore. I know yeah, famously so, but I would just love to see her 
I feel like she did almost, it would be great for her own legend to do like a really great, like hour long sit down interview with someone. I feel like that would be so fascinating to everybody. It would be so fascinating. There is absolutely no reason for her to do it. She no, would she would it. never. Yeah. But it's, it would know. not be to her benefit. It would only get picked apart. It would only get whatever. But I don't know. Maybe she's like secretly, aren't they, aren't people filming her at all times or something? That was in one of those profiles of her. I think that was in the, I think the last one she did was GQ. It was right after she gave birth to Blue Ivy. Um, And that's where it comes out that she has this weird, like temperature controlled video archive of herself. Megan probably has two at this point starting now. She has it in my apartment. I run Megan's archive. I assume at some point we think Megan and Beyonce are going to meet if they haven't already, right? I feel like it will happen at some sort of, has Beyonce been to the palace? I don't think she has. I feel like I would know if she had ever been. I don't think she has, certainly not publicly. And I'm sure they're going to meet. And it makes me crazy that Megan from Suits is now like, can vacation with the Obamas and can just meet Beyonce one day if that's what she wants to do. I was about to say has Kate, but I forgot I was there when Kate Kate met her at the basketball game. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm really interested to know what that like 30 second conversation was. Well, the other weird perspective I got on Megan when I was... Um, in England was like the jealousy came so hot and real in a way that I I didn't really feel before. But like when I was at the Tower of London, that's where the crown jewels are kept and they don't let you take photographs of them for whatever reason. And a a friend I was with, who's actually the guy who photographed the story, you know, just like took a photo of a crown and they immediately were all over him. Like, no photos, no photos, stop, sir. Um, And it's like, I bet Megan would be allowed to take a photo if she waltzed in here. I bet Megan could go like upstairs in that area that's blocked off. And it's just making me crazy all the things Megan can do that I can't do. It is so interesting that you're essentially marrying into like the equivalent of when you go to an amusement park and can cut to the front of the lines and Mm -hmm. don't. It's like she doesn't ever Mm -hmm. have to do any earthly thing anymore. Well, I was was talking to a British person about this and using a similar example. And I said, Megan could like not only take a photo, she could pop that crown (laughs) out of that case, plop it on her head. And they said, well, she couldn't because they're the crown jewels. So they're owned by all the people of Britain. And I said, could you walk in and do that? And they said, no. And I said, could Harry, would they really tell him no? And they said, probably not. Oh, really? So, no, so meaning like Harry could do it. Oh, well, well Harry yeah. could do they it. They probably wouldn't tell him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's it's nice that you own them. But but why won't you let you take a picture of them yeah. in that case? And that was weird. Man, this is like our serialized PSA. We remember like who Megan used to be. And we will keep remembering <laughs> Absolutely. Every, she will every week. She always be Meg. She will always be Meg. <laughs> this is a great transition into our fun activity, which I'm very excited about, which is these vintage Megan videos that we are going to play so you guys can hear the audio. We will also um, post links on our social media uh, everywhere and the posts on vanityfair.com so you can watch them too because they're all worth watching 100%. The audio gives you a good sense, but it's important to see the visuals as well. And these are videos that I... And the, the fact that we hadn't been familiar with them until very recently makes me think most people have not seen these videos. So I'm excited to share them with all of you. There's absolutely no reason for any of you to have ever seen any of these videos. Like these video, these videos only make me more obsessed. Like I think they should be doing the opposite, but somehow they're making me just like full on love her. Yeah. All right. So this first video. This is for a Canadian clothing company that I guess is not cool. And I think maybe an American equivalent would be like JCPenney. Megan enters a restaurant. Oh, sorry. Should we just dance? And dances with a man. So these two women just see Megan dancing with a man she's bumped into and doesn't know, and they want to know who made her, I guess, white jumpsuit. And Megan, although she's not facing them, just somehow intuits that they are wanting to know the label. Ladies, it's Reedman's. Really? It's a it also, the clip begins with Megan entering and ends with her exiting. So she's at this event for like five seconds. By the way, those friends are like the stand-in for us, I Absolutely. feel. Who just are, so, are watching her from afar, wanting to know everything she's wearing and Yeah, doing. so that is the actual point of the clip is that a beautiful woman is wearing a dress. She seems to have an incredible life. And so these two average women um, see her living this incredible life dancing with a stranger and she turns around and says ladies it's Reitman's really rewatching this now we're on like I think time number seven through it the the man is kind of strange like the way he bumps into her is kind of violent in a strange way oh if a man bumped into me and started to dance with me absolutely I would scream yeah, like, why doesn't she tase him 
And also, he's annoyed that the women are asking about the tag information, which is unfriendly. What is this event? That is what I also do want to know. Right. Why, what's with the old-timey, like, microphone? Like, there's a lot going on. This does not look like a place you want to hang. Why does she leave so quickly? <laughs> yeah. She seems thrilled to be there, but also excited to leave. She doesn't even have a drink. Right. What did she do there? She came in for 20 seconds, danced with the creepy man, then strutted out like she was Cara Delevingne. It's like she arrived to bump into that man. Yeah. Oh my God, just to be one of these extras in this commercial, I want to find them somehow. It's surprising that more people like this haven't been called up. I mean, they probably are impossible to find. I probably don't remember that it was Megan. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They assume it was just like a day's work and they didn't even pay attention to the actress. Okay, I think we should move on to number two, which is related because it's a behind the scenes of the ad. We, is it of the ad we just watched? It's the same. It's for Reitman. So it's the same campaign, but this is the photo shoot version. So actually a lot of the kind of most famous pictures of Megan, of her in like cute dresses. Come from this. Yes, shoot. come from this photo shoot. And I think we don't, do we know exactly around what year these were from? I guess we don't know. Mm, I'm, I think I would, like 2016. Yeah, I was going to say 2015, 2016, yeah. right? So this yeah. is to give context for everyone shortly before before, like very shortly before she started dating Prince Harry. Wait, I'm not even gonna let us get far because that was her trademark MF. For the Chiron, yeah. Do you think she drew that? Yes, 100%. I would say personal style is really about what makes you feel confident and beautiful. So if that's something that's trend-driven or if that's something that's classic, it really doesn't matter. The champagne! Yeah, she's drinking champagne Every for you. <laughs> should own a classic white button-down shirt. Have it a little bit slouchy, open. It's a classic, but looks so chic. So chic. I feel like if you love a cropped pant, it doesn't matter if your legs are shorter or longer. You find a way to make that so at work for oh, you. Yeah. So her talking about the crop pant is like, she's very defensive of crop pants. Like someone has said that people can't wear crop pants. And so she just comes in hot. Like, if you love a crop pant, it's fine. (laughs) doesn't matter what you're there on defense of all the women who have been harassed for wearing those crop pants. (laughs) Whatever it is, if there's something that you really love and you want to give it a shot, I don't think you should be afraid of trying it from a fashion perspective fashion should be fun sometimes she takes on also this very um it's like she's definitely like acting like she's taking on a persona with like i'm gonna be light and breezy and like i really like snaps into it like fashion should be fun so chic like she kind of gets in this higher pitch what i love about megan is that she's someone you can really see the seams you can always see the seams on megan and i enjoy that it's not quite flawless it's very good but it's not quite flawless so this section is called tone on tone and she references her future grandmother-in-law. This is it's a shocking moment. Tone on tone is not just for the queen. Uh, like, that's insane. What does that even mean? Is the queen... <laughs> Can you explain <laughs> to me what that yeah, means? What's your interpretation? I, I, I don't have a good interpretation of my, that. My guess is that the queen is maybe known for matching her handbag to her dress. And that's tone on tone. I, I did not realize this is something she was famous for doing. It's also just so so insane that she references the queen in this weird bts video for her line i mean i'm sure like eight people have ever seen this including the three of us (laughs) but it is really fascinating in retrospect tone on tone isn't just for the the queen queen. and tone i've never also heard it called tone on tone she just means wearing the same color in like (laughs) red dress and red something else all right, let's keep playing. A really fun way to play around with it is to just change up the textures. If you have different senses to touch and it adds a different dimension to each of the pieces you're wearing, then suddenly the tones don't look flat. They have a lot of depth and interest and you're still in one streamlined, same tone silhouette. That made no sense. That made no sense. Megan is really good at sounding very poised and articulate talking about nothing. Yeah, saying like, nonsense, talking about that nothing. That was like a 30 second discourse on tone on tone. I have no idea after listening to it, any what she meant or what it means. So I think it's about to come up. My absolute favorite part of this whole video is... The so I think the tagline for Megan's Reitman's collaboration was it's Reitman's really because people can't believe that it's Reitman's which whatever that means and then at the end of this video for no real reason she says 
guess the secret's out. Which I think is meant to play off that, but just the way she says it doesn't make sense. And she introduces it like it's just ha- something she happened to say, like totally casually, but it comes out of nowhere. So let's all listen for that. At the end of the day, the whole idea is to be open and playful and experiment with your looks and style. So if you're just dressing in what makes you feel comfortable and confident and you have fun with it, guess the secret's out. The secret's out that like you can dress comfortably. For, like I don't really get what the secret is. The secret this. isn't that you can dress comfortably. It's that you are dressing comfortably. <laughs> like... Guess the secret's out. But I do encourage everyone to watch the video because her face when she says it is so like. <laughs> guess, guess the, secret, the secret's yeah. out. Do you think she memorizes dialogue? Yeah. It wasn't cue cards. I think oh. she took this very seriously. That would be the darkest, darkest element of this entire process if there was someone holding cue cards. N- no one would write such gibberish on a cue card. I think right. she probably memorized a list of like five points she wanted to hit and one of them was Guess the Secrets Out and she was realizing that the video shoot was about to wrap and she hadn't said it. So she was like, you can dress comfortably and have fun. Guess the Secrets Out. Guess the Secrets Out. Amazing. There's sort of this absent thing in all these videos of like, who is she? Like, because I feel like when these videos came out, certainly anyone finding these would be like, wait, what? Guess like, the secrets not yeah, out. Like, who, who are? Who Guess is the this? secrets here. Yeah, like it almost seems like a you know those acting reels you might see like your friend who went to drama school posting on Facebook. They have that. Maybe it's because they're on Vimeo too. They have that element to them also, where like no one's explaining at the beginning like Meghan Markle suits actress, or maybe they are saying that. I'm not hearing the it. The secret but. is her identity, yeah. right? Well, this is really how I feel about the TIG and just like combing through the archives it really to me feels like busting open a TV in like a Barbie playhouse and realizing it is wired exactly like a real TV has all like actual functioning wires and is set up exactly the same and it's just like at what expense for what audience for what purpose does any of this world exist like the world in which we all of course know Meg of course we need the tag we need to hear from Megan like it's just serving an audience that I cannot imagine yeah that's so true it also feels a little bit like I don't I'm not a fanatic about like Game of Thrones or Westworld or any of those shows but you know these people who like dig through the like Easter eggs it's almost like this is here just for us to like find this like hidden con like it's like almost like the world can't see it and you're finding it like for your own personal journey well that's the good thing about Megan kind of going from relative obscurity to being super famous so fast is that all this stuff is still very easy to find versus someone who has who sort of builds up a career like if you know we search for Angelina Jolie it would be very hard to find any embarrassing stuff right she had done but Megan did the embarrassing stuff very recently so it's yes. easy to get to I like to think that the whole PR office in the palace had to like watch all of these those are the only other people who have seen these so this one is cooking with flair this is incredible less a video than a gift yeah (laughs) yes megan is being interviewed by and i use that term very (laughs) very loosely megan is being interviewed by a person and the beginning title card reads megan markle's apple butter toast which i mean i don't know we should have made this before this episode honestly to munch on as we watched i don't think she teaches you how to make apple butter Hi, I'm Rachel, and I'm in the kitchen today for the latest edition of Cooking with Flair, the series where we cook the runway. And today I'm cooking with Megan Markle, the star of the hit TV show Suits and the founder of the lifestyle blog The Tig. So today we're making toast, a very fancy version of toast. (laughs) Yes, but it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. Like fancy, I think, sometimes people feel like that's really daunting, but it's not. It's just trying to find a way to add an extra twist to make something that's ordinary a little bit more extraordinary. That's that voice. Can you pause it for a second? So yeah. that is the kind of thing that Megan does where it's like, Megan, you did not invent this phrase. We know you're shoehorning it in. <laughs> but she tries to give it a really natural read. And it's like, yeah. it, that's it's a, not something you would naturally say. It's such a good call. It's like she th- she's acting as if she's just thought of it as she's saying mm-hmm. it. And it could not be more evident. And this is also a really good example of the dynamic that is on display, even in that first engagement video with Harry, where Harry's a little bit more pulled back. And I think Megan is sort of like overly comfortable. Like she's much more at ease than the host of this cooking the runway yeah. show. <laughs> Megan is getting, she's talking with I her hands. The interviewer seems like terrified of Rachel Meghan Markle. 
it's like what is happening for good there? reason yeah. for good reason i want to break this down into script form and like do a reading after this because the whole exchange oh about we're making toast it's not too fancy it's incredible <laughs> yeah so it's pretty simple we would start with like a great country bread or seeded bread we can toast there's that. like 80 pounds of bread on the table there. it is inspired by my grandma's apple butter recipe which i have just tweaked a little bit and modernized grandma not to be invited to the wedding we assume good point also now, I obviously don't know because this is my only source um, of that Megan has even ever tasted apple butter, but that's a very big Pennsylvania thing. So I'm wondering if it's a Markle grandma. Oh, get, get Samantha and or Thomas on the phone and it won't be that hard to when we can ask. So tell me about the take. It's a very different kind of lifestyle blog. Thank you. Uh, I- <laughs> that's one of the best line readings I've ever seen. We, we have to go back and highlight this audio because the the interviewer says tell me about the take it's very different kind of lifestyle blog and megan says thank you it reminds me and i think this is a fake clip but that famous thing of beyonce on is it the view where they say like you are beyonce and they cut to her saying thank Thank you you. yeah i mean i think she just doesn't know it's like this is such a thing to me of megan always looking just frame things to seem super upbeat and chipper like i don't even think she's hearing what the woman said she heard tig and she was like thank you so much (laughs) you know yeah it's basically a neutral statement followed by a a strong thank you neutral's even being a little generous because she kind of has a scowl on her face as she says uh well also it's not a different lifestyle like it is exactly like every other lifestyle I think she literally just doesn't know what to say about the TIG. Can you rewatch it? We're going to hear it French. So tell me about the TIG. It's a very different kind of lifestyle blog. Thank you. Uh, I started about a year and a half ago, and I wanted to have just a hub for a really inspired lifestyle from fashion, travel, beauty, great TIG talks that I do with uh, celebrities and influencers. She says, I wanted to have a hub for, and then like dot, 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 great TIG talks that I do. It implies like the TIG talks already exist. Also, TIG talks is like a definition. (laughs) It doesn't like, it's one, what do you call those things? It's like, doesn't have meaning of its own so it's like right. why is she saying it in that way <laughs> yeah she didn't you didn't need to have a hub for these things that didn't exist <laughs> yeah like you made them all right so it looks like our toast is ready can you grab that for me we can start putting She's this together the toast i like to start with the apple butter but we could do it either way i just took some ricotta blend in a little bit of lemon juice a little lemon zest and some crunchy marcona almonds so what are your feelings about pajama dressing i love it it sort of speaks to that california relaxed feeling that i've grown up with just taken up to a really chic level. So the idea of doing like a silk pajama blouse, even with your monogram on the side, right? With like great jeans or that with a blazer, the whole look, I think, um, if you can pull it off and no one's gonna say that you actually look like you should still be in bed, go for it. Cheers. And they toast the toast. 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 Mm. Really good. Mm It's like she's making toast with jelly. That is the extent of the recipe. She doesn't teach us how to make apple butter. Why is this <laughs> advertised as an apple butter recipe? The, like, I don't they put some kind of jelly and ricotta on it. <laughs> right. She did throw that in like Rachel Ray or something. <laughs> yeah. But like, why did she mention all the updates she did to her grandma's recipe if we don't even hear about them? It was just kind of shade on her grandma. Like, I made it better and I'm now we're going to eat it. I did a little modern spin with a little twist. Like, what? Also, the fact that these video I mean, side note, like these video series really like, how am I supposed to do anything with this cooking video? Like, I don't know what to do. That's the thing. There are so many, probably billions of videos like this online that are just don't make sense. It's like a minor magazine or website can get a D-list actress. And I mean, I just love it. I could watch random not quite right like it looks like a real video but on a line by line level it doesn't make sense i could watch these all day to me it's more plausible that megan like kidnapped this woman and was like okay this is what's gonna happen we're gonna make a video i'm gonna make toast and then you're gonna ask me how i feel about pajama dressing (laughs) we should also point out the host is dressed in pajama day wear megan is wearing a (laughs) turtleneck <laughs> Megan is wearing her brunch like artisanal. So, like this is a classic Megan look. It is not even in the realm of pajama dressing. It's almost like the host needs Megan to sort of validate how she's arrived dressed to this interview. Like just so I know how do you feel about that I'm wearing pajamas? And Megan says, you know, be confident. Guess the secret's out. The host really does have like a hostage vibe the whole time. What do we think Harry has? I guess this is a crazy question, but has Harry seen any of these videos, do we think? No. No way, right? No. no. I think he's seen, like, One Suits trailer. He hasn't watched a full episode. But I just feel like it has I to I think have... Harry's seen Suits. The whole, like, the show regularly. I think he's seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of believed that gossip report about that he had, like, 
had a crush on her from Suits, even though I know that's not the narrative that's been out there or discussed. It just seems so crazy otherwise that they were set up. Speaking of so crazy, this last video, the title on Vimeo is Grilling Never Looked So Hot with Meghan Markle. (laughs) (laughs) This video is a journey. This video makes me feel like Prince Harry. (laughs) Meghan is selling it in this video. Does not have dialogue. Does not need dialogue. If a picture tells a thousand words, this video screams an infinite number of words. We're gonna play we're gonna play some of the audio just so we can hear the music. It starts with a title card, The Ultimate Guy's Girl. It's a men's health, I presume, video series, I assume. And boy does she come out with a flourish in a white jacket and aviators, it looks mm-hmm. like. She's wearing a sheer black shirt with a white bra underneath. She rips that shirt apart to reveal the bra even more, but it's sheer, so we could already see the bra. Takes off her blazer. Seems to be in some sort of like Bushwick, like skate park or something. Right. Or like the roof of an apartment building. I can't (laughs) tell. Yeah. Um, She is cooking two hamburgers (laughs) and biting her lip, mashing down the meat with a spatula, brushing her hair back, wearing a cuff. She's tied a shirt up now so that her midriff is showing. She is having sex with the camera with her eyes. And this is the worst. I, the part that doesn't involve any props is what makes me most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She's just sort of kneeling by the Instagram-friendly graffiti yeah. backdrop. Megan doesn't need a prop. And now we get this hamburger. Big juicy bite of the burger, sucking presumably juice off her thumb. Paris Hilton Carl Jr. vibes here for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And the, the music is just, I mean... It's kind of I- intense. Oh, the music is Wrecking Ball by Toy Soldiers, if you want to listen to it. And we can shop her look. Oh, wait, the can, end, you, can you go gives, back to the look? Yeah, at the end, it gives us the the credits, which I didn't even notice the first no, time I me watched neither. this. Okay. Wow. She's not dressed appropriately for either a skate park or a barbecue. No. So this, it looks like a lot of American apparel yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. It's like a pleathery skirt. Yeah. Pleather, leather mini skirt. Her shirt in the first look is made by something called It's Okay, My Dear, which is also what Oof. the queen once said to Megan. Or the Megan said to the queen, probably, knowing their <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> I mean... I have to say this for Megan. I've now seen an, enough videos with her to say with some certainty, she always looks comfortable, even if she's doing something kind of very, what I would think of as embarrassing or cringeworthy or whatever. She doesn't She doesn't look embarrassed here. I think no one on earth is more comfortable than Megan. Is there any situation where she's uncomfortable? Good question. Wow, great question. What would make Megan uncomfortable? Like, would she be uncomfortable if someone started playing, like, her deal or no deal footage? At, no, like... I think she'd say, <laughs> Yeah, I guess she would just laugh it off. I, don't, I can't imagine Megan being I feel like uncomfortable. she'd have a good answer, even. I bet she's prepared right. that. If, like, it comes up in some way, mm-hmm. sort of what the Lifetime movie was indicating, this one might bring up, like, her questionable acting past. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to imagine what would make her uncomfortable. Something with her family? That doesn't even seem like that gets her that worked no, up. No, not really. I think it stressed her out a little bit, but I... But Megan seems like someone who has made it her mission to be comfortable. Right. Right. Oh, and she's like, you know, family. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Guess like, the secret's out about my family. <laughs> yeah, like everything. And I, I come back to this so often, but it's like that, the fact that she's just like an actress. She knows how to sell these moments in real, quote unquote, real life. Like she's so good. Well, I think we can all safely say grilling really has never looked so hot. With Meghan Markle. With Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that statement more than yes. maybe any other. I mean, and the thing is, in this video, she she is beautiful. She manages to definitely be very, like, alluring and interesting. Although it is just a wordless video of her mashing down already cooked hamburgers on a grill. Picture, picture this video about her making the roast chicken. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine leaning up against the oven? Like taking a bite and licking off. Pulling a huge, fully cooked chicken out of out of the oven. What do you think Kate would say if she saw this? <sighs> That's it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear, but Katie just did an incredible little <laughs> mini Kate impression. Um, 
I also really am. We haven't really gotten into Kate very much, but what do you think, Katie, is your take on the current state of Kate Megan? I know we can only well, conjecture. From so this afar. is this is like my full impression of Kate. Gosh. Just gosh. <laughs> um <laughs> the kind of a nervous breath in and saying, gosh. So I don't want to like construct a weird narrative of them yes. not getting along just because they're women and I don't know anything about them. I do think they don't get along. (laughs) (laughs) Having said that, they don't get along. Um, I I didn't like that she wore cream to that wedding. Yeah. And maybe it's more common in the UK. It felt, I I know we've got people of different varying, we've talked about this, like varying opinions, but it sort of seems still weird to me. She wore something she'd already worn. I know she was trying to not steal the thunder, but it's like just seemed it made the whole thing have this especially because it was cream too it just was sort of like what yeah i get the logic of wearing something you've already worn i don't love it but i get it but oprah what was that oprah story about like the day before realizing her thing Mm -hmm. was gonna photograph white so she changed it the day before and it's like if oprah can do it kate yeah oprah doesn't even live in england yeah pick another dress I love your description of Opa's dress as the color of chilled rosé also. It was. It was the color she looked, of And she was rose. poured into it. All right. Well, these videos are, and we will share them all, but they're definitely worth watching. And I think kind of still, now that I've watched each of them, I think like we're at nine or 10 times for each. And I, they still continue to floor me on the ninth or 10th watch. So, I mean, there are so many mysteries. Yeah, I'll, I'll never get tired of watching these like 20 second clips of Megan. Don't want to watch Suits. But do do like these I've had weird the same clips. thing too. I've watched like half an episode, one an episode of Suits. That's all I could do. I don't know. And I watched some compilations, but that was it. Compilations, insane. <laughs> but why is that? That none of us have been. I don't know. I guess it just seems like crazy to watch the whole show. Did you come across the Suits cast members who all journeyed there at all? I wouldn't have recognized them. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Obviously, of course. <laughs> Probably they were right next to me. Do we have any final Julie lingering? questions for katie i mean we're gonna put together our megan expo we're gonna yes. figure out a cute name for that but aside from that we used to do this again soon yes yeah i think we need to like check in like i'm so curious she's gonna be doing this like series of appearances with the queen we're gonna get like her interacting with i guess george and charlotte at the trooping the color thing <laughs> There's a lot to come. I can't wait. I'll come back tomorrow and we can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to make you rewatch that Reitman's, Reitman's ad over and over and over, which I basically feel like we have committed to memory at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being here. We really yeah, appreciate thank it. You. If Thanks you don't already, me. follow Katie on Twitter, on Instagram, look her up on the New York Times. She is so hilarious, as you all can tell from this hour and from her writing. It's so worth it. Guess the secret's out. The secret about Katie Weaver, if it wasn't already. That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Daniel Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.